Welcome in to another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. have a very special guest in today. Uh, he's a former beat writer for the Omaha World Herald and ESPN. Uh, he currently covers Nebraska athletics for The Athletic, um, the publication. But most importantly, at least for um, this podcast, he's the author of an article titled, It's Nowhere Else, Why the Runs a Sandwich Resonates with Nebraskans. Mitch Sherman, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's good to be with you, Dan. Um, I, I'm. It's good to be like known as the the, the Runza expert, at least for <laughs> a short period of time here. You um, you really have become that. Like that article is so in depth into the history and to why it resonates. It's incredible. Yeah, I don't know if I'm really known as that. I mean, I, I Runza the, the the restaurant would probably take exception to me <laughs> me uh, speaking on their behalf. I'm certainly not doing that. But I had fun doing that, uh, doing the reporting for that piece. And uh, The Athletic, we ran what we call a blitz, Mm -hmm. which is just uh, we do three or four of them throughout the football season and the offseason, where basically everyone who covers a team or if you've got a beat that's national, uh, we do a series of stories that incorporate one topic. Mm -hmm. And in September, we did one on the foods of college football. And when my editors came to me and said, you know, is there a Nebraska connection here? Is there something that we can do? on on nebraska and food uh you know i it was like yeah we're gonna do runza there's there's Mm -hmm. there's no doubt about that and you know everything that i everything that i that was that was kind of verified to me in my reporting and then new things that i learned it it definitely backed it up it's funny they they wanted the idea that they had initially they did not know about runza the uh the the management at the athletic but they knew about chili and cinnamon rolls oh yeah and they wanted to go there with the story and you know i, I feel i i was at first i was kind of like what's weird about chili and cinnamon rolls i mean uh-huh. they eat, eat chili and cinnamon rolls and they're like no that's really really weird that, <laughs> that nebraska people eat chili and cinnamon rolls and i'm like i think it's more of a midwestern thing and it's not so much associated with nebraska football like runza is but it did come up a few times even in the in the runza story um, because of course runza serves chili and uh-huh. cinnamon rolls uh, in the fall uh, maybe all year. I don't know who would eat it in the summer, but um, it's also it, it also does have some more Midwestern roots, like in, in um, lunch cafeterias right. for yeah, elementary schools. Yeah, we grew schools. up eating it. Yeah, and, and I think in Iowa and Wisconsin, you go to Kansas, you're going to find some of that too. So I steered the uh, I steered the Nebraska part of the Blitz toward Runza, and I think it turned out fine. Yeah, I, I think you did a great job. I think chili and cinnamon rolls. It's it's kind of one of those topics where you kind of fall on one side or the other and mm-hmm. there's not going to be a whole lot of convincing the other side of your argument so i think going the runs of route kind of it opened people's eyes to something that they didn't know about and even me as someone who's grown up eating runzas and i've had runs in my life all this time i learned some things in there i guess just from a writer's standpoint i'm so curious so you get this assignment that you know, you're going to, and you get this idea. I'm going to write about runzas and how they connect with Nebraska football. Yeah. Then what? Like, I, I love that the intro that you have is um, the newest assistant coach. And I apologize if I'm butchering this, but Tony Tuiotti. Mm-hmm. Is that how it's pronounced? Tuiotti, yeah. Tuiotti. He talks about how the one of the first things he did was Scott Frost told him to go get a runza. That's how he was integrated into the program. How do you find that story? Like, where, where does your brain even start? when you take on this assignment? Well, I'm already at practice every day or, you know, three times a week. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy as I'm doing interviews about whatever it is that's going on with the football team 
to slip in a question to people who I know, um, you know, who might be comfortable answering something like that for me. I'm not going to talk to a player or a coach about it who I don't know. And I, I guess I know all the coaches by now, but there, certainly there's players on the team that uh, I'm probably not going to ask about Runza. But I had written a profile about uh, Tuioti early in the in the um, off, or late in the off season. Um, I think we ran it on on like the day that Nebraska reported to camp. He he have, is the is the uh, the one new assistant coach on Scott Frost's staff this year, and I and I wrote about you know his 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 background. He's from Hawaii, um, and uh, he's got a son who who is playing high school football. A couple of them actually, um, and just a large family. And, and and Tony was great, and we had, we had a rapport. And I've gone to him, of course, for stories about the defensive line. And he was at media availability one day, and and I said, hey. Um, I mean, you're from Hawaii. Have you had a Runza? And he had that story. And I knew Scott Frost had an affinity for Runza because he's brought it up several times. I uh-huh. believe he brought it up in his introductory press conference back in December of, of 2017 that he was happy to come home and, and have a Runza. And he may have mentioned Valentino's too, but, uh, you know, which are kind of the iconic foods at Memorial Stadium with the, with the Fairbury hot dogs. Um, so it was cool to get a little anecdote. And, and I, I started there. That wasn't, I started by talking to some people on the team. And Tuioti mm-hmm. was part of that, but I asked a few of the players if um, you know if they liked Runza. You know, clearly all of them are going to know about Runza when mm-hmm. they're living in Lincoln. I mean, you can't drive two blocks without without hitting a Runza mm-hmm. in Lincoln or Omaha um, or most small towns in in this state. So I asked a couple of out of state guys and got a funny answer from uh, Khalil Davis uh, about how he on his first visit to Runza, his his uncle who was a former Nebraska player took Khalil and his, his twin brother Carlos to a runza when they were like 12 or 13 years old. And, and I'm like, he didn't really like it. And I'm like, did you eat it? And he's like, of course we ate it. I mean, look, look at us, you know, we're 300 pound defensive linemen. So I got some of that color, uh-huh. you know, and, and Tuioti was just part of that. And, and then went from there. You know, that, that is such an interesting thing. I was going to bring it up later in the conversation, but we just hit on it. So let's just go there. Now I feel like there is, just in my conversations with people, there's such a divide between native Nebraskans mm-hmm. and out-of-staters when it comes to Runza. Is that something that you encountered talking with people on the team? Obviously, with like Tuyoti, he said, you, you mentioned he's Hawaiian. He's been to Runza. He likes it and everything. But did you encounter that kind of a divide just in talking to players? Yeah. I mean, the well, yes and no. Yes in that the, the Nebraska natives – you know, they all had more of a connection mm-hmm. to either the sandwich or the restaurant. Um, but the majority of the guys, even the even from Nebraska, and I, and I didn't take, you know, a poll of the entire team. You know, there are 100 guys yeah. on the team from the <laughs> state of Nebraska, and, and, you know, approximately. And, you know, I probably talked to three of them. So I didn't get a great sample of how many of the Nebraskans on the team love Runza or, you know, love the hamburgers there. But I found that more often than not, um, whether they were an in-state player or an out-of-state player, that they they tended to to lean toward the hamburgers or mm-hmm. the cheeseburgers mm-hmm. at Runza over the uh, the Runza sandwich, which I don't know. Maybe it's a demographic thing, like age-wise, um, that uh, um, the younger generation is is going to be more. Um, more in touch with the burgers and then mm-hmm. the older older you are you you know you you uh you tend to to lean toward the historical side of the restaurant i don't know that would be maybe there's another <laughs> another story to be written there but not too many of the of the nebraska players 
said that they loved the runs of sandwiches. Um, I mean, they they would eat them, uh-huh. but that they generally would go there to get to get burgers. And the burgers, I found out in in the reporting that they outsell the runzas, as do the uh, chicken strips. That is actually what shocked me probably most about the article was that the runza, the namesake sandwich of the restaurant, is the third best selling item there. So, and and you go into this a little bit in the story, so maybe you don't need to spill everything. But why is it that that sandwich resonates so? well with native nebraskans because it's unique yeah that's you know that's the best thing i can come up with i mean i yeah they they like the taste of it sure i mean i like runzas um it's not really something that i'm gonna like covet a lot like i feel like oh i've got to go get a runza Mm -hmm. i get it enough because my kids want the chicken strips at runza and i think the 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 young, younger than even football players, like the really young generation, that's why they sell so many chicken strips because all the kids go in there right. um, and and just pile up. Kids on, love on their those chicken things. strips, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, it, it's uh, the, the sandwich just resonates with people because you don't go to Arizona or Texas or California and find that. I mean, you can find them homemade in other parts of the country, and I was I was notified quite a bit by people on social media after the story published that, you know, this is not a, it's not truly a Nebraska thing. Wait, people it, were mad on social media? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> you know, this is, this is, it's the beer rock sandwich. Yeah. It's got German. It's a pierogi. And, yeah, it's got, right. It's got German and, and Russian heritage. I'm like, I, I know, I know that they didn't like completely invent the thing, but Nebraskans and, and, and the, you know, the founding family of Runza in particular, the Everett family, they took it to, to a different level by creating a restaurant and a whole a whole um, you know subculture around Runza, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of it. You know, comes from like you talked to uh, Garrett Nelson, who's a linebacker on the team. He said that I mean he was obviously joking, but he said he was eating Runza as he emerged from his mother's womb. We I think he was joking. Yeah, oh, I guess we don't know that for sure. He might have been, uh, but I, I think like there there is something to that, like. A lot of my friends, you know, if I go to Runza with them, they will get burgers now mm-hmm. or they'll they'll get, you know, a salad if they're trying to be healthy or something else. But me, and I love Runza's burgers, don't get me wrong. I will usually get a Runza because growing up, we would go to Runza and for whatever reason, I don't even know why, but this is just something we did as a family. Like we would always get Runza and put mustard on them. Like that's probably okay. that's probably a okay. weird thing to a lot yeah. of people, but that's just like that nostalgia is there for me now, and it's like ingrained. And so I think maybe, maybe not the mustard part. That's just a weird hopping thing, I guess. But that might just be part of what makes Runza, you know, so special to Nebraskans is just that it's always been there. Yeah, I mean, since the the nineteen 19- 30s or 40s, I think it was, it's the 40s when the store, the first store opened in Lincoln. Yeah, it, it it has for sure always been there. And I I one thing I learned in reporting this too, and, and I, I suppose you, I could just look at the menu in the drive-through or on the on in, in the restaurant, but they've got all these all these newer yep. um, concoctions, and I had not had them. I'm, I've kind of been a Swiss mushroom guy. I, was, I think I was stuck uh-huh. in a rut with the Runzas, and since um, since I did this story. I have had a cheeseburger runza, and it's really good. And yeah. you know, I think it's probably going to sway me away from getting a burger at Runza because you can get a burger and a runza in one, and it's uh-huh. called the cheeseburger runza. They've got the the spicy jack runza, um, and you know several others that are different from your, your traditional runzas. And it, and it was also uh, fun to go behind the scenes at a store. I went mm-hmm. with a photographer 
that we contract with to Arunza in downtown Papillion. And um, the owner was, or, or the proprietor, the franchisee, um, whatever, managing partner, I think is what they, what they call him. Um, he invited us in in the morning as they were making the Runzas. And I, I was surprised to hear at that store that they make 200 at the start of the day. Oh, wow. And that gets them through. And, you know, if it's a busy night, I mean, say it's a Friday night and there's a football game down the road, maybe they have to make some more in mm-hmm. anticipation of a, of, a, of a bigger crowd coming in later. But, um, yeah, they just make 200 and that's and that generally gets them gets them through the day. And that's all that's 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 regular runs as cheese runs as. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. They're they're um, they're all made as runs as just regular runs as. And then to, to create the the interior of it to, to make the special runs as they just cut them open. Um, in the baking process and yeah, stuff in some mushrooms or cheese or pickles, whatever, whatever, uh-huh. whatever it is. Yeah. Except the, I think he said the Italian runza, which is, which has, it has disappeared from the menu, I believe, but has long been, uh, people have clamored for its return. Right. It's made through a different process, which possibly explains why it has not returned to the to the menu. It's just harder to put together. Yeah. Yeah. They they how many of them do you make? And if you have to make them differently, I mean that that that's not worth it. Yeah. And that that I guess maybe that answers kind of this question. Like I've always kind of wondered why don't they make more varieties of runza? And and you mentioned they're starting to do it now, but a runza is such a a blank canvas. I mean we see all these crazy stunt burgers out there now. It's like why don't we have a breakfast runza with mm. scrambled eggs and cheese and hash browns? Maybe that wouldn't be good. I don't know. But I bet there's a market for it. Like, well, I don't know. I mean, is run? I don't know. Run, I think Runza opens at like eleven o'clock. That's true. They don't yeah. do breakfast. Uh, I mean, they could. I'd still eat it. They they could do it. I love Brenner. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they they, you know, maybe we should uh, we should put this on paper and send it down to Don Everett Jr., the 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 current president of Runza, and see if we can get. Uh, you know, get them to make breakfast runs. Well, if we if we have Mitch Sherman, the official runs a spokesperson, no. throwing his uh-uh. weight behind, uh-uh. 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 <laughs> don't don't say that. No, 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 no. I, I won't say that. Uh, all right, we'll 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 get off runs as a little bit, but I wanted to. You mentioned the the giant food blitz mm-hmm. that the athletic did. Yeah, a big part of that was Andy Staples. He came yeah. out and he gave his media's top twenty five. He ranked college football teams by their nearby cuisine. Nebraska came in at number 24. He mentioned Lead Belly. He mentioned Honest Abe's, Fat Jack's, all very popular Lincoln destinations. Number 24, from your experiences, do, how does that feel? Is that too high, too low, just about right? Yeah, I think if you put you should put Nebraska in the top twenty five, mm-hmm. and you know I haven't been everywhere around every conference, and certainly not to a lot of like the group of five. Uh, destinations, you know, the mid-level conferences, but uh, around the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Pac-12, um, a few places in the ACC and SEC. So I've, I've, I've seen a lot in, in college towns. I mean, unfortunately, in covering college, I don't know how Andy does it, but in covering college football games, I mean, you're in the press box and working for a large portion of the right. day. And, you know, <laughs> I'm usually in on like a Friday and maybe you can go out and get, and get a good dinner. Um, and then I'm out as quickly as I can after the game Sunday morning, you know, if I'm flying, that's most likely. So I don't get to sample a ton of stuff. I, I, I might try to have one, you know, one meal in a good place when I visit a town. Now, I mean, if I go to Chicago, like I was in Chicago this year 
for the Illinois game, mm-hmm. and I'll be back um, in early November for the Purdue game. I'm 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 not staying in West Lafayette or Champaign. I wanted I'd rather be in Chicago, and that like it, that that bit me in a big way at the Illinois game because it, it was a night game. So I had to drive back oh, from boy. Champaign, which is longer than I than I was I was planning. That's a uh, late night. Yeah, it was two thirty when I got back to my hotel at O'Hare, and then I had to work. So Oof. five when I when I finished riding, and then and then a hop a plane at O'Hare. So I, that you know that trip did not lend itself on the back end at least for for experiencing Chicago's mm-hmm. finest cuisine. <laughs> but I did I did go out on on Friday night and have a good a really good dinner in Chicago. Where not at? at a tourist place. Oh, okay. Um, it was called the like the Chicago. Uh, oven and pizza grinder yes with the pizza pot pies yeah did you recommend that um, because i asked for recommendations on twitter and a couple people recommended it and i would have had nothing to no idea ab- about that place and I, I think there may have been a couple of them in chicago we went yeah. to i had a friend who came in from from Ill- another place in illinois and we met at my hotel and then took the cta into the city and there was uh in the lincoln park neighborhood along the yeah. along the lake there was uh there was this place and uh, it was outstanding. It's highly possible that I recommended it. Um, I, I I used to be on the Nebraska football beat as well with Husker Online for anyone that didn't know. And every year Big Ten Media Days are in Chicago, and it was a Husker Online tradition. We had to go at least one time and get pizza pot pies, which okay, that's is what we had, that's which is had. exactly what it sounds like. It's a chicken pot pie, but you take out all like the southern fixins and you throw pepperoni pizza and like uh sausage and oh my gosh it's so and the sauce is just right in there i mean it's it's incredible it's um like it doesn't look like the most appetizing thing in the world like (laughs) not at all like pizza soup kind of (laughs) with like the bread around it but grossest version of a deep dish pizza right it is it's like do you need to cook this some more yeah but um it was it was really good and it's probably like 3500 calories yeah, but I, it's worth it. I didn't one. feel like. I mean, sometimes you go out in another city like that in Chicago, and you're like, I'm going to get everything that I can out of this meal. Uh huh. Um, you know, you're eating the, the appetizers, whatever four courses. It was a good. It was a. I was full, but um, I wasn't. I didn't. Feel, it wasn't like uncomfortable. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Maybe that says something more about me than it does about the, <laughs> the meal that I ate. But um, you know, it wasn't like going to Giordano's oh or gosh. one of the deep dish places and trying to put down like three pieces. You're of just that done pizza. for the rest yeah. of the day. No, there's there's no there's no after dinner drink. It's like get me to my bed <laughs> and let me roll in. And I didn't feel like that after after the the pizza pot pie. I you know we we went and and there was some college football on TV that Friday night and and had a good had a good time in Chicago so that made it even the food was great and it didn't knock me knock me down knock me out so you that can't was good. ask for anything more than that right there yeah I mean but back to your question about Staples um, he he is he is the master of that it's incredible and I will say like he didn't contact me um, about the Nebraska restaurants. I don't think he really used, um, you know, help correspondence, mm-hmm. so to speak in these places. It's all personal experience. Oh yeah. He's, I mean, he's been to these places. I don't know what it's like for him when he comes into a game in Lincoln, if he's like, all right, got to go to lead belly, got to go, you know, uh-huh. to, to this restaurant, to that restaurant. But somehow, you know, he manages to, to have a really good sense of, and I, and I thought he did a good job was pretty spot on with like places that are unique to Lincoln um, that that he mentioned. I mean, sure, there's some newer places um, that that I think would be are, are cool hangouts on a on a you know game day weekend down uh-huh. in the rail yard and and um, that he could have mentioned. And I don't know when Andy was last 
in Lincoln, considering that Nebraska Probably hasn't been a while. <laughs> yeah, Nebraska hasn't been extremely relevant the last few years in football. So, and he's going to go places where there's big national games most of the time. So, um, the fact that he was as up to date as he was was impressive. And, and sure, I mean, I think Nebraska is a top twenty, or you know, Lincoln is a top twenty-five mm-hmm. college food town. The thing that gets hard is like, how do you rate like, um, you know, like Georgia Tech or Northwestern or USC? You know these schools that are in these major metropolitan yeah. areas like TCU. I mean, clearly there's going to be Stanford, like way more dining options. Yeah, Los if Angeles you go to Los Angeles, Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a fair fight. <laughs> but uh, I think for the most part in those rankings, he stuck to the college towns. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, if you're if it's Miami, like okay, yeah. I mean seriously, let's not let's not rank Miami against Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, I you kind of preempted my next question if. Like, is there anywhere that you would have personally put on Andy's list? Like, like you said, obviously he can't go everywhere at once. But if you were, like, if he came back to town next, and you're like, okay, Andy, you need to go to another place on your list. This is unique to Lincoln. This is something you need to try. What would that be? So I tried to go to Hopcat um, Ooh, yeah. the other day, um, the day that of the uh, Ohio State game. There was a long break after ESPN's game day was in town for the morning, and I went out to get some color in my reporting. If Nebraska had won that game against Ohio State, which you know didn't even come close to happening, <laughs> I was going to write a piece about like the whole day, even yeah. even more the whole weekend that was with the announcement of a big facility project and then game day in town and just the, the you know the the um, you know the 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 amazing um, nature of that whole weekend, and I wanted to have some reporting in it from from the show, the, the television show in the morning. And as it turned out, that's not at all what I wrote about. I it think was we a, all wish you could have written yeah, that story. It was a wasted. <laughs> it was basically a wasted trip to um, to uh, game day. I was also trying to track down Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union course, to actually yeah. like get get them to talk about their passion for Nebraska football, her passion yeah, for Nebraska football, passion. and how he's kind of gotten sucked into that. Uh-huh. And um, I thought I had, I thought I had a connection um, that a, a way that I was maybe gonna, going to be able to talk to them on that weekend, and that that was also a, a massive failure. Through. Yeah. So the athletic does not apparently have the pull. I mean, you know, Maria Taylor got to talk to them on on air, and I really don't see the difference between what I was doing no. and what she was doing. <laughs> um, but uh, game day, right? Come on. So after game day, I went um, with Adam Rittenberg, my old colleague yeah. at ESPN, who was in town down to uh be nice to him nebraska fans please um uh to to hop we were gonna go to hopcat and i got down there at like eleven fifteen in the morning um right after game day was over and um there was a line out the door mm-hmm. um so i didn't get to go to hopcat i mean I've, I've been there but um wanted to go there on a on a on a game day college on, on a football saturday morning so I, I would i would like to try that um again and see how that stacks up to maybe some of the things that, that andy mentioned you know recommend that mm-hmm. for, for andy we ended up at like my fifth choice um i tried to go to a couple other places in the rail yard tried to go to gate 25 tried to go to um it's just tough on a football yeah saturday. it was it was not good we ended up at uh, at the mellow mushroom oh yeah which is fine, yeah, fine um pizza. and there were it's a couple a right and they're right exactly it was it wasn't like you're not experiencing lincoln yeah. by by going there but it's it's in a good location you know right across from the arena mm-hmm. and there was a good tv setup mm-hmm. so we were we were happy um watch the watch the early games um i I mean, it's it's like old standby. It's it's like historic. I would I would I would want to see Misty's mentioned mm-hmm. in in a a piece about the best places to eat in Lincoln on a on a college football weekend, and not the Misty's downtown. 
I would want to see Misty's and Havelock mentioned. That's the one that the band comes through on Friday nights, right? They they have. At, I don't know if they time. do I anymore. I don't know if they do anymore. I'm a bit, but but the just like the the uh, ambiance in there yeah. and like the old pictures and you know penance things like that. Of I mean, it's, it's like walking into the into the Big Eight era. It's a nostalgia bomb for sure. And it's I mean the prime rib is good. I don't yeah. know that it is what it what it was 20 years ago. But, um, and I haven't been to Misty's in quite a while, but, uh, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it just screams Lincoln and Nebraska and on, on football weekends, Nebraska football. I know that, uh, uh, Tim Brando and, the the Fox crew who broadcast the, uh, Ohio state game went to, um, or no, they, they brought, they did not broadcast, they broadcast the uh, Northwestern game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ABC Fowler Herb street crew was on, was on the, uh, Ohio state game, but, uh, Brando and Spencer Tillman, the the former Oklahoma running back, mm-hmm. um, who has history with Nebraska, they went and took their crew to Misty's and Havelock on on Friday night before the the Northwestern game, the homecoming game, this this uh, in, in um, what late late September. So um, that um, that was neat, and I, I know Tim a little bit from from writing a, a story that involved him earlier this year. So I heard heard about that, got to chat with him. Uh, about his time in Lincoln, sounds like they had a great time in Lincoln too. And, and I know they went to the rail yard after the after the game on on uh, on Saturday against Northwestern. Mm-hmm. All right, now we're uh, probably about to wrap up here, but I can't let you out of here before I get your thoughts on one of Nebraska's. I don't know if controversial, most divisive restaurants. I will say mm-hmm. this came up during mm-hmm. just some random Twitter discussion during the summer. I got to get your thoughts on the Drover. Tell me what, and we're not, you know, it's great that the Drover just opened and everything. We're not going to hold back because they had a fire. Like, it's great that everything is up and running again. Like, that is awesome. But give me your honest thoughts on the Drover. I need to stop these fires at, like, <laughs> Omaha's iconic restaurants. Seriously. Block 16 had a fire recently. It was, like, super small, so it wasn't a big deal. They're already up and running again. But... I, when I saw that news initially, I was like terrified because that's my place. But anyway, sorry. Speaking of, of fires and restaurants, are, are you um, are you familiar with the Bagel Bin on uh, 120th and Pacific? I am not. Uh, you try, if you if you want to, if you like bagels, go to the Bagel Bin, and they had a fire several years ago. I was going to say been, you're scaring me. Is the Bagel Bin still around? The Bagel Bin is around. Okay. It's been it's an institution, and um, it's uh, it had a fire. Oh, I don't know. It's maybe been ten years, and they rebuilt it. But uh, of course, there's M's Pub. And then the Drover mm-hmm. that, that recently had a fire. I um I don't feel the same way about the Drover that the media and a lot of the visiting people who come for the College World Series every yep. year do. In fact, I, I have like Drover backlash because I hear about it so much during during the early summer every year. Yeah. There are a lot of good steakhouses in Omaha um, that are like downtown and right around the ballpark. Mm-hmm. And Everybody wants to run out to the Drover as soon as they get into town. And I get it. The whiskey filet is pretty great. And the Drover has like a nice, and you know, talk about Misty's and Lincoln. It's kind of, it's kind of like that. And as far as Omaha goes and Omaha has a lot of old steakhouses. I mean, Hey, I, I might go to, I might go to Cassio's before I go to the Drover. Mm-hmm. That, that, maybe rubs people the wrong way. I don't know. I like Cashios. I like the Drover. I just don't feel like it's the place that you have to go as soon as you touch down in Omaha. So right. that's th- those are my feelings. I think if 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 it was if it was just a good place to eat 
and it wasn't like a such a destination for people who come in from out of town as an Omaha and myself, mm-hmm. I would feel fine about it. And I'd be like, let's go to the Drover. You know, it's, I'd be, I'd be a good place to go get a steak, but, uh, but I'm not, I, 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 you know, I go there like once a year, maybe yeah. if, if that. Yeah. So, and the funny thing is, 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 um, you know, back when, when Augie Garrido was alive, the, the, um, you know, one of the greatest college baseball coaches of all time, at Texas, yeah, yeah, at Texas and Cal state Fullerton, he had that kind of, that, that, that same kind of relationship with Los Solomillo. Oh, yeah. Um, and he knew the owners and would go there and it was like the Italian version of the Drover. And strangely, I don't feel the same way about Los Solomillo that I do about the Drover. Like I'm, I'm all into that. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, yeah. So, so am I for, right. for the record. I love right. Los Solomillo. Right. Right. Like. I can I can eat there like once a, again like once a year because you don't want to go there more often than that or uh-huh. like you're gonna you're gonna like gorge yourself but uh-huh. uh, maybe more than once a year but what, that's that's probably how often I get there um, so so it doesn't have the same the same kind of backlash it might be because just specifically because I am in that press box at the College World Series and like people are counting down the pitches until a game's <laughs> over so they can drive out to to the Drover. And I, I think it was closed. It was closed this year in, in 2019 yeah. during the CWS. So it'll be worse in oh, uh, yeah. in, in 2020. It, it, and that is, it's just such a funny effect. Like I feel the exact same way about Stella's hamburgers in, okay. in, in Bellevue. I like Stella's. And see, I like Stella's too. I don't have a problem with Stella's. I've been there several times and it, it does have an inflated reputation. Yeah, see, it's a good burger, but like I would never put it a, among the top burgers in Nebraska. And I just hear all the time people just hammering Stella's, 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 and I, I almost like start to push back the other mm-hmm. way. Even though I don't dislike Stella's, I'm just like, okay, let's calm it with the hype here. It's fine, but there are other places you guys can go to. So I totally understand where you're yeah. coming from. So I have this, I've, I've been, I've done the same thing in places that I've traveled for my work. Yeah. I've, I've, I've like put these places on a pedestal restaurants that uh-huh. are good, but aren't viewed in, in, in that, in that light by a lot of locals. So I understand what, where, where it's coming from. There was a place in Oklahoma city and I used to go to Oklahoma city every year when Nebraska was in the big 12 to cover the big 12 baseball tournament. And this is in the time when Nebraska was making it to college world series and, and winning, uh, winning big 12 tournaments. So they would have long stays in Oklahoma city mm-hmm. and there's a Mexican place in, um, and it was not near the ballpark. I mean, it was, again, it was like a drive kind of like going from downtown Omaha to the Drover, um, that you had to go out to the, to, you know, to North, Northwest Oklahoma city to, uh, Ted's Escondido. And I loved it. And it was like, I looked forward to going to Oklahoma city so I could go eat at Ted's mm-hmm. and you'd talk to somebody who was from Oklahoma city and they'd be like, yeah, there's a lot better places, so. <laughs> but it's good. It's good. Okay, fine. That's so that's, it's, it's, it's uh, standard, I think in, uh, in a lot of cities. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I will, uh, I'll get you out of here on a question that I have to ask every guest that I have on. This is before we leave, I need to get your, I got you restaurant. So if you have a friend or a family member coming from out of town and they're going to be here for one night and they say, Mitch, I need you to take me out to a great meal. This place has to, you know, it has to scream Nebraska. It has to be unique. It has to be delicious. And you go, Hey, I got you. Where are you taking them? Well, that's a good question. Um, where I would take them and where I do take them are probably two different things. Oh, okay. Because, I like this. Well, no, because it's it's not it's gonna like depress you. Oh no. Because don't depress me. Yeah, because like I've got 
two kids. Uh-oh. Under the age of, well, one of them is about to turn 13. But Are we going I'm to Runza? Gonna, yeah, right, right. We're going to end up at Runza. Um, where, where we generally end up is like at a little bar um, in, our, in our neighborhood. Um, I live out in Sarpy County. And like the, 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 the place that the, the neighbors hang out. And I've actually done this with out-of-town visitors. Not necessarily seeking a Nebraska place that yeah. screams Nebraska. Yeah. But we just end up at this little sports bar called The Lighthouse. Oh, yeah. And, I actually know. Yeah, I mean, there's one in Northwest Omaha. There's one Now there's one down in Southwest Omaha. You know, good wings, good sandwiches, mm-hmm. bar food, whatever, big TVs. I was there last night. So, I mean, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, I should, I should, right, I should have like, uh, like some, some steak in this place as much as, as much as we end up eating there because it's so convenient. And yeah. like, for me, at my point in life, like with everything that I've got going on, I'm uh, probably like eating at places for the sake of convenience way more than, you know, seeking out, uh, you know, a touch of Nebraska. So that's a bad answer. I, where, where, where I should take them. Um, I, I mean, I live out West, so, um, we generally eat out that way. I mean, there's, there's so many good places, um, you know, East of 72nd street mm-hmm. that I never get to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you're a big fan of block 16 oh my and I, and I really, really like block 16. I've been there like twice ever. Yeah. So well, it's, it's tough with the mm-hmm. downtown parking, with the lines and everything. I get it. Um, it's worth it. You know, I mean, a Nebraska place that originated in Lincoln that is now in Omaha that I that I like um, is Laszlo's. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's one out on uh, out out on West Center in Omaha, mm-hmm. and we we it's kind of in our rotation. We get out there. It's it's kind of like it would be a compromise between. A, a lot being allowed to still have that convenience uh-huh. so i would take somebody there and it's not just like completely generic like just sports bar yeah. on the corner it does have some nebraska um uniqueness to it so i would probably if i was really if it was like i was really putting in my best effort we'd end up at laszlo's they've got you know you've got the lincoln omaha connection mm-hmm. they've got the imperium beers mm-hmm. they've right. got the lavashes that are as big as a manhole cover there's a lot of good things going on there. there's nothing wrong with that answer i right? took um so a, a colleague of mine who who a lot of people know because he's on tv and um he's a national writer and has been at espn sports illustrated fox and now he's with us at the athletic well i'm, I'm with him at the athletic yeah. I came back <laughs> after after him is bruce feldman um, people know the name, you know, he's, he's a, just a, a, a name and face. Bruce was in, in Lincoln this off season to write about Nebraska's quarterbacks coach, Mario Verduzco. Yeah, that's great. It was, yeah, it was, it was amazing, really well done. And, and I saw Mario today and Mario, every, every time I see him, he's, he's asking about Bruce and oh, are, right. are you, when are you going to see Bruce? Say hi to Bruce for me. Is he coming to Lincoln? You know? Um, so he made a, he made a strong impression on Mario and Bruce was coming back through Omaha to, to fly out. And, you know, we, we got together to meet for, for dinner and I did, I, I thought about it. I kind of wanted to take him to a place mm-hmm. that we weren't going to go to the lighthouse. I kind of yeah. wanted to <laughs> take him to a place that would have some, some kind of a Nebraska feel. And we went to the Blatt, oh, um, yeah, I which like I like, I like the Blatt, um, not, not downtown, the Blatt out West mm-hmm. again, cause convenience. And I think he was staying out West and I live out West. So the Blatt at, at, at legacy. Um, and it, yeah, it, it's, uh, it fit the, uh, it fit the occasion. All right. Well, that's a perfect place to end on. Uh, Mitch Sherman, thank you so much for coming on today. This was a pleasure. We got to talk Runzas. We got to talk Drover, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, This was fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. All right. That's it for another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. Thank you all very much for listening, and uh, I'll talk to you next time.
a Parkville Media Production.